Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, let me just introduce myself. I'm Ralph, and this podcast is called "Let's Talk About the Future of Blogs for Businesses." Okay. And uh, I'm joined by my colleague Khalid from Talentrome as well. Can you say hi, Khalid? Hi, I Kim. Hi. Okay, so um, Kim, uh, could you tell us a little bit about um, your company and what you do, please? Uh, basically, I'm so I'm from Picha Eats, and uh, we're a food business rebuilding lives of refugees in Malaysia. So how it works is that the refugees that we partner with from Afghanistan, uh, Palestine, Syria, Iraq, Myanmar, uh, Pakistan, they will be. Uh, cooking from home when we deal with all the logistics and operations to deliver the food uh, prepared uh, to our customers. Oh, it's interesting. The pizza, so basically, Pizza Eats focuses on helping refugees, and it takes a pretty unique approach to that, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and I see that Pizza Eats is doing pretty well um, for a social enterprise. I guess I. Um, Consider it a social enterprise, yep. and so social enterprise is becoming a pretty prominent uh, characteristic in today's mm-hmm. landscape. Mm-hmm. Like um, you know, consumers and businesses, they're becoming more aware of sustainability, environmental preservation. You know, socially conscious business objectives. So people's mm-hmm. priorities are changing in yeah. that kind of way. So my question is like, uh, what kind of trends are you expecting like for the future of social enterprise? And what kind of challenges are you expecting, if there are any, in the in that market? Well, I think after the pandemic, there'll be a rise, and I hope so. There'll be a rise of social enterprises popping up because there'll be so many um, problems that will surface, and that we have to fix them. Um, I, I think mostly uh, towards more of the humanitarian uh, side of things. Um, that that's what I see right now. We got a challenge right here. Is that um, do we have enough support to support the social enterprises that will arise? Like, do we have enough funds? Do we have enough resources? Do we have enough talents and um, also expertise in, into helping to build social enterprises? So I I would foresee that as a challenge in the upcoming years. Yeah. Right. And I I think I think it's. I think you what you said is pretty it's pretty accurate. I think the humanitarian aspect of businesses and enterprise is being brought out by the COVID-19 pandemic. I think a lot of businesses are changing the way that they look at at the way that they approach their their operations, their logistics and even their marketing. Yeah. Uh, the way I see it. Uh, so let I me mean, the way I see it Picha Eats is it's one of the earlier adopters of the social business model uh, within the food sector in Malaysia. I think I, the brand is quite renowned. I've I've heard of it definitely, and I think I find that pretty impressive considering that the saturated, considering that the um, the F and D and food delivery market right now is pretty saturated from what we're experiencing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm wondering like um, what are the things that set you apart from other brands, um, and how how did you manage to gain traction and accelerate exposure and also how did you enter the market and how did you prevail in terms of marketing brand positioning and strategy uh well that's a lot of uh questioning in one question um, <laughs> maybe I, maybe 
maybe we just uh, we we just uh, start with the um, what are the things that set you apart from other brands? Okay, uh, I guess we always compete ourselves with uh, food businesses or like most uh, if if we were to be more specific, catering uh, business. So uh, I guess the the biggest thing apart is. Uh, that what we're doing, we have a story behind. We have people who are, you know, uh, struggling and people who are fighting for their lives and survival, uh, trying to put food on the table for our customers. So uh, this is one thing that actually differentiates us from the other caterers. Uh, I think the second thing what uh, differentiates us is the different chefs that come from different countries. It means that we'll be much more specialized on certain uh, recipes that other people might not be able to replicate or might not be able to have them. So that's what we leverage on the expertise and talents from the chefs that are, are, are partnering with us. And then um, I think the next thing is being light asset. So uh, a lot of caterers, you would see them having like either ghost kitchens or um, uh, cloud kitchens or even centralized kitchens. They all require rental fees and all require like. Um, uh, a fixed cost there, and and us we don't we don't do that. So mostly, uh, 100% of our chefs are cooking from home. So it means that uh, we don't we don't uh, we, we we don't cover fixed costs, uh, and that is uh, something that you know gives us a, a much advantage during especially during this COVID nineteen pandemic that we don't have to pay high fixed costs and we can we can still survive right right yeah that's that's pretty interesting so so basically what you're saying is i guess uh it's two two main things that set you apart uh it's diversity like you were saying you have refugees from multicultural backgrounds mm. which means that you have a multicultural offering right mm. like the food you that, that you have on offer and stuff like that it's, it's different it's unique and it's diverse yep. and then on top of that like the reduced uh, fixed costs yep. you have low overheads because your chefs cook from home so the agility is there as well yep. that, that's pretty interesting that's great how long have you been doing this? sorry? how long have you been doing this? Uh, we started in 2016 so we're four years old right now wow and I'd say you're doing pretty well for for that span. We are okay. <laughs> I think feature is here definitely. So you have a so it's a not-for-profit. Sorry. It's a not-for-profit. It's a for-profit business. So we promoted ourselves as a for-profit business since we started um, under the social enterprise mm. category because. Uh, what pe- I think what people confuse get confused of is how a social enterprise can work under uh, being between profits and being social. Um, but the definition of social enterprise is basically uh, if you would Google them, it's a for-profit business driven by a social cause. So we're, we're, we promote ourselves as a for-profit at the very beginning. Why? Because um, uh, people have to understand there are costs to actually cover. There are people that are actually working in the enterprise to make sure that uh, we can run the business, to train the chefs, to to run operations, to make sure customers are happy about the service. So all these things require cost, and um, and and you 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 if you want to expand, you do need profits to actually reinvest into the business and especially retaining ta- talents as well. Right. I, I there's I guess there is a difference. 
you know, yeah, obviously there's a difference between non-profit and social enterprise. Mm-hmm. Like in the pre um, before this, our previous episode of this podcast, we were talking to uh, Mo, uh, who and he his business he was in the business of e-waste okay. recycling. Yeah. yeah. So he 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 actually deals with e-waste recycling, and that's considered a social enterprise as well. Um, not considered a non-profit. Considered to be profitable, making money, yep. but also, yeah, but also more aligned towards a, a social cause okay. and more aligned to approach. Yep. Uh, I think that's that's kind of the similarity that you share. Yep. Uh, with so basically, you have a diverse range of chefs yep. from many racial backgrounds: uh-huh. Syria, Pakistan. So, um, what are the best things about working with? such a diverse group of talented people and also what are the challenges like are there any communication challenges when it comes to the operational and production aspect um well the best thing about running feature is knowing that we if we put our minds and commitment and determination into uh the balance that we're trying to strive for uh is that we can empower people's lives and and help them rebuild their lives. That's the best thing that would happen for us and the thing that we want to see every single day. Um, and I think the best thing for, for Picha is also having like a team that the, don't just see this as a food business but also as a, as a creative business. So the solution itself is already a creative solution when we started. Um, and I guess you, de- you just need a bit of boldness and you just need a bit of a courage to actually push the idea. Um, and then uh, the team itself, like they, they are creative in ways that, um, whether it's culinary, whether it's um, whether it's creating content, or whether it's trying to solve a, a problem for customers, I think that's 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 actually the best thing that I've seen in the team. Um, if you talk about like challenges, uh, partnering with refugees, there are language barriers, um, there are cultural uh, differences as well. So those things are. We don't see it as challenges. Uh, we don't see it as, see it as challenges. Uh, we see them as uh, just things we have to overcome um, and probably work a system and figure things out. Uh, because I, I do think that things can be solved if you want to see them. If you see them as challenges, then it's probably a bit hard to solve. But if you see them as a system that was supposed to be there for people or humanity. Then I, I don't I, I don't see them as uh, a challenge to solve. Yeah, definitely. I think also like I think there's something to be said about you know multi multicultural startups, multinational companies. Mm. Right? They, they they also have you know they they work with employees from different racial backgrounds, different different cultural backgrounds. Yep. You know, a lot of international companies around. I think. It, it probably is no different in a way, right? <clears throat> like the internal operations and stuff, it's, it's prob- they probably face the same kind of challenges. Yep. But I think overall, it's a pretty healthy, um, it's a pretty healthy environment to be in when you have um, multicultural workforce working together in a way, you know, when you have lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds yep. coming together. I think the challenges are worth the, the benefits. Yeah. Um, so, do you work with the United Nations uh, as well? We don't. We yeah, we don't. They just we just acknowledge each other, but we don't work closely together. All oh, right. Is uh, yeah. 
Okay. So um, back back to what you were saying about um, I think you were talking about yeah. content, right? And I'm looking at your blog. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about this? I mean, like uh, who who updates your blog and how do you actually use it to you know get get your message out um, there? Our blog is like I think we've not been writing for the past few months, uh, but we we did make make sure that we wanted to uh, update our blog once a week before. The whole idea was uh, the same as our social media platform. So in terms of content, we're very active on four social uh, platforms, uh, the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. I think the whole idea is to be able to engage with our audience. Uh, yeah, because TikTok is like the next generation and we always have to invest right now. Um, so we, I think the whole idea is that we want to engage with our audiences. Uh, our food, well, although it's multinational and you know it's very enticing, uh, not every it's not your everyday food. To be honest, like you don't eat Middle Eastern food like every single day, especially in Malaysia. Uh, maybe Middle Easterners will, will, but not in Malaysia. So, uh, uh, I, we have to find different ways to keep our audiences engaged and one of the plat- one, one of the channel will be then social media platforms um, we well if there was no pandemic we usually do like uh, regular hangouts and uh, meet meet up with our customers who are our b2b customers um, so we always try to find ways to engage with them so that they will always remember us when uh, when it's time to order for their events or functions or gatherings yeah, I one one thing that I I definitely noticed with Pizza Eats, Eats brand is that it's very human oriented. Yeah. And I can see I can see it from the blog as well, like aesthetically and also in terms of the content. And that's the perfect approach for the kind of brand that that, that you built, mm. you know, like human oriented. Uh, there's some like what you were saying about um, the different types of food that people might mm-hmm. not be used to. Uh, maybe you could put more content like. Um, raising the awareness of this different types types of food, like uh, you can like feature a dish from like yeah. Afghanistan or something, and you know, like, over time people can get yeah. to know um, the types of yeah, it takes time. Uh, yeah. yeah, it takes time. So yeah, yeah. In fact, I I, so, I I really do like the aesthetics of your website overall. Like the you know, especially the homepage, I really like it. But like, was there a, was there a learning curve to, to all of this? Like in terms of like how you wrote your blogs as well? Because I'm looking at the blog. There's quite a lot of blogs, even though you haven't updated it a couple of. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of learning curves uh, in in our copywriting, in um, the way we want to engage our audience, in the co- creative process, in uh, graphic designs. Um, I I think my co-founder Suzanne. Uh, she she is a psychology graduate, but she she improved so much in trying to engage with audiences with uh, with her designs. Uh, her designs have been so different since she started until today. And uh, we do have like different videographers and designers on board in Picha as well. Um, you can see them like you can see them like improve every single day trying to understand how they can do better aesthetically and techniques and tools so these are the things that um, help to improve whether it's blogging or whether it's uh, chat, uh, you know creating content for our social media platforms 
Yeah. Have you heard of uh, Sama Source? Uh, I don't know no. if you've heard of Sama Source. Um, yeah, they. Uh, it's you. 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 You should check it out. Um, uh, it's a company from uh, based okay. in India, I think, and they actually source for um, from the like um, uh, like 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 basically. Um, these uh, low-income uh, areas and things like that, they source for like uh, these um, workers to do um, things like uh, training AI and things like okay. that. So, um, like, yeah, big big companies can submit um, uh, tasks for them to do, and it's sourced uh, from like 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 from okay. these low-income workers. It's called Sam. Yeah, okay, so, cool. so so you can check that out. We'll do. Yeah, like. So- Price is definitely something that's up and coming. Like the the, the uh, and I have a soft spot for like um, social enterprises like Chai yeah. so, uh, where innovation and creativity are there from the get go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the idea really? revolution, and you know it's it's got a creative approach to, to, to things. And I think one of the big the big um, opportunities, one of the big I guess important factors that comes with with startups, uh, companies like this, is the, the educational yeah. process. Because it's so new, because it's pretty revolutionary, it's not traditional and conventional. And we were talking about this uh, in the previous podcast as well. The educational process, I think, is pretty integral to the whole uh, marketing yeah. arsenal. And like looking at the blog, and I see that there's a lot of great human-oriented you know, um, content, a little bit of storytelling here and there. I like, yeah. I like all of that. Uh, but also thrown into the mix, informative content, you know, like nine life-changing New Year resolutions or like five unique foods you should try, four reasons why you should join Picha. You know, uh, uh, these informative content, you can actually integrate it with yeah. SEO and you can really like build up your social presence. Your, although you have SEO. Yeah. yeah. Are you using SEO yeah, keywords yeah, yeah. and stuff like that? Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so r- right now, you 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 don't have like a dedicated team handling the blog. It's it's uh, who's right updating now the blog? We don't have like the the people who are writing were basically different team members writing um, for the blog. Yeah. Mm. That's that's common uh, among a lot of startups that I see. Like they don't have um, dedicated people so like the founders they sort yeah. of sometimes write for the yeah. blog and things like that yeah do you use other types of medium um, like uh, do you use video and uh, like podcasts audio uh, do you have any other uh, uh, marketing yeah so um, yeah so we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of videos we have a YouTube channel um, we just recently uh, worked more on videos and uh, on our Instagram we have videos as well for IGTV and the, the normal postings uh, we do have videos on Facebook as well so we do our best to um, a mix of uh, professional videographers and our own uh, in-house videographer hmm. yeah like th- this is something that's important as well like um mixed media right like like this this podcast is about the future of blogs and like um, we've mentioned it a couple mm. of times before um, I, um, the future of blogs really does consist of mixed yeah. media like the um, content that you're doing which is great um, blog content mixed with video content mixed yep. with articles and also 
audio podcasts yeah. like we're doing now, all of it packaged into one. And that's basically what the future of content marketing is going to look like. It's not about uh, whether video yeah. is better than uh, written. Written word yeah. is better. Yeah, it's written. I think yeah. mentally. Yeah, I, mean, you know I mean, we do podcasts as well. Uh, but our podcast is very much to the educational uh, channel. Uh, it's called Futuristic Enterprise. So what Picha does is we interview different social enterprises all around the world um, to to you know educate Malaysian audience the different social enterprise business models that can exist and as a reference for them for anyone who wants to start a social enterprise. So now with the MCO, are, are, are things like picking up because you know food food yeah. delivery is picking up I think right? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. You you mentioned yeah. about the, the podcast where it revolves around um, social yeah, enterprises. Social enterprises right? or any enterprises uh, contributing to the sustainable future. Uh, it's available on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. That I, that that is a good angle. I like that. Like. Um, an educational angle that's about social enterprise, educating you know the Malaysian market about social enterprise yeah. as a whole. Uh, I think that that is something that can, and, and I think you can you can kind of translate that to blog posts and articles as well. Like for example, what maybe one idea is if that podcast is still going on, could you whenever you interview um, people from there, you can actually transcribe. You know, you can have content writers transcribe that into uh, uh, an article and then post it on your blog and after you can kind of like you can yeah. Yeah. I think that aside from you know just the social enterprise angle as well like with food you know food it's about like how it tastes and people buy food yeah. because they like how it tastes and things like that so like um, more uh, like so, 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 so it's more like they uh, they order or they buy because they like the food and not just because they want to support yeah. a social cause, right? So like uh, building awareness and educating people about these yeah, different types yeah. of food that you guys carry, right? And that you're there, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, mo- moving forward, that could be um, yeah. another part of your strategy, yeah. So do you, do you have any future plans? Um, uh, in regards to blog content or digital marketing activities or any other kind of uh, communication activities definitely, for like, marketing? Uh, we actually just like during this MCO, we actually uh, because uh, 70% of our food business is related to catering. So uh, we're catering to a lot of events, but you know, events cannot happen during this pandemic. And uh, we, so our, our sales just went uh, like zero for caterings but our food delivery service has increased um, but at the same time we were incubating like a new business and this new business is called Zucchini & Co and Zucchini & Co will be a, a content creating business in the short term for now uh, to to help be, to help like businesses to rebrand their stories uh, rebrand the company uh, create or, or like more like tell a story through their brand that they're trying to uh Put out there and engage with audience. So that is one that we're working on with uh, with this like set up. We've already acquired like three customers and and a few more customers in the pipeline. Um, the thing is like people do want to get their stories out there, and I, I think a lot of people are being stuck either with copywriting or with the designing and 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 with with you know packaging how 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 they are. Uh, 
how they talk to the customers. So these are the things that uh, we will be helping them to achieve. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. Zucchini and, Zucchini and Co. Sorry? What do you, what do you like an agency? Uh, we, it's an we agency, is it? We agencies because I, I, I have a feeling that agencies have, have, a, have a name of like charging people like very crazy um, uh, prices. So what we oh. do is we want transparency. We're trying to uh, advocate transparency with the prices that uh, are being charged to customers right now. Oh, right. How do you spell that? Zucchini, zucchini and co. As in the vegetable zucchini, and then and co. You can find it on LinkedIn. I think the website is not up yet, um, but we 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 use our LinkedIn and YouTube channel to engage with audiences. So, is Picture Eats your first ever uh, uh, business? Were yeah, you an entrepreneur ever. before that, or is this like the first one? <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Well done. <laughs> yeah. It says since January 2016, you've partnered with yeah. 20 plus chefs. You've served 35,000 meals for like various occasions, and you raised about like two million in ringgit for like the chefs yeah. and the picture kids. I think that's impressive track record. Thank you. Uh, pretty successful. Uh, uh, what are the biggest factors that contribute to Picha Eat's success? The so biggest far? factor you, is opinion? the co-founding team and the team that we've built. Um, and this these four years, like the co-founding team, uh, their passion and determination in trying to overcome different hurdles and 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 learn new things is it's it's really amazing. Like like I I myself was a musician before, and the other two studied psychology and accounts and finance. So none of us have like any business background or like FMB background and all we we didn't know how to cook and we just knew how to eat um and we just use our common sense and and the humility of trying to learn uh study from different mentors and books related to businesses and and to build this business so the the co-founding team is uh i must give my hats off to to the other two co-founders because um, it is tough to, to create a business without any knowledge and, and people will be questioning you like why, why would I you know, give my, my, my food, my, why would I give you business, right? Because um, first, you're, you're, you're not an established F&B business, second, you're helping refugees that I don't know where are they from sometimes and um, you're new, you're like three young girls who don't know how to do anything and why would I put my event on your hand? Uh, and 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 I guess uh, for the past four years we have proved to people that you know it's possible if you want to impact lives and 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 give the customers the confidence of giving them the, the value and and the food that they deserve. Um, and seeing how the team grow is it's it's amazing. Like because we advocate growth in 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 the team. So everyone that comes in they might not know what, how to do that thing. Um, but they will learn it no matter what. They will study. They will they will read the books. They will follow YouTube videos or uh, listen to podcasts to learn that thing. And, and they they will they will be they will be good in that thing. And, and that really amazes me. I think it's really inspiring to me that uh, a musician, uh, 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 what a psychology yeah. a psychology graduate psychology. 
uh, 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 who, who don't know much about food till one of the you know <laughs> the biggest social enterprise food delivery startups <laughs> in you. Malaysia. <laughs> I think that's pretty that's pretty great. Pretty great. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it okay. at that. That's a great note to give it off. Right, cool. So impacting lives and sharing great food with people. Awesome, awesome uh, cause and a great uh, initiative. And I look forward to you know seeing more from your blog and 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 hearing more about you. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks, Kim. Maybe you could uh, share your uh, uh, your URL um, yeah, for the listeners. What was it again? Pizza Eats, right? Uh, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, and look for Zucchini and Co. If you would like us to help you shape your um, stories for your business. Awesome, cool. Thank you very much Thank for being you. on the show with us. Okay, Thank bye. you, Kim. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.